Welcome back to Outer Travel in a Journey. My name is Alexandra and today on my show is Bettina Zemma. Hello Bettina, how are you? <laughs> Hi Alex, I'm fine, thank you. And you? I'm actually good, yeah. Enjoying the mild October weather at the moment, but um, yeah. For those um, who haven't heard about Bettina so far, she is a visual artist uh, residing in Berlin. And we come together today to talk a little bit about the concept of journeying, because this podcast is about like journeying. And my idea is always, we always do things on the outside until we realize we have to also move in. And Bettina threw this all <laughs> over the haystack and said like, no, I'm not journeying. I'm in constant chaos. Well, I have not always been in Berlin. Oh. Um, I've been here 21 years. Uh, I've been from Düsseldorf to Münster, to Hamburg, to London, to Baden-Baden, and now in Berlin. And all these outer journeys, um, mm. and also my trips to India and to um, Western Sahara, uh, of course, enriched my life a lot. You know, mm. you, meet, you meet people that uh, you would otherwise not meet and you get to know lifestyles and philosophies, uh, um, yeah. the hospitality, uh, the kindness yeah. of people and all the wonderful uh, spiritual concepts that uh, exist in the world. And um, of course, that has fed into my art and uh, has, um, yeah, in many ways also um, instigated inner journeys uh, i would not mm. separate these two i mean mm. i cannot I, I can imagine there are people who only travel outside you know who, who go to dominican republic and stay in a hotel resort and yeah. only you know meet themselves um but you know maybe we can start with something very basic to to bring this more into a timeline that doesn't really exist we both know that but um you know, when you became an artist, what was the driving desire? What was it that you wanted to do or what drew you into that in the first place? I was an artist. I I, I did not decide, you know, now mm. I'm going to be an artist. Uh, yeah. I was studying at university, other subjects. And one day, uh, one fellow student said to me, uh, I'm going to apply for art school. I say, eh, there's an art school here uh, in Münster. That was, uh, it was a part of Düsseldorf. And then I said, okay, I'll do that too. And uh, next day I was in and a few weeks later I was accepted. So, uh, mm. you know, it always felt very normal to me. I had my first exhibition when I was 17 and wow. I did not uh, make that uh, decision only it was difficult sometimes and then I thought maybe I have chosen the wrong path uh, because uh, money-wise it was not always so easy. Uh, hmm. But um, yeah, then um, I can I can tell you when when I neglected my art, what happened to me is I got very ill. Really? And um, wow. then when I had the diagnosis, that was in 1999, hmm. Um, it was a watershed for me. I said, I will never neglect my art again. I will always, you know, yeah. attend to this uh, part of me um, that uh, I so desperately need. Um, yeah. 
because uh, you know art is an expression for me for many things it's um an outlet for chaos inner chaos inner emotions that you know that don't get easily um accepted by other people you know it's a very mm. wild force and we have a very structured mm. society where mm. you know even in school i was a school teacher for a while they the children get uh, very hemmed in into into narrow confines yeah. yeah and um for me art is an outlet um to be anarchic to be to be to live the chaos to serve the waves of chaos yeah um i love that that you mentioned the the both things you know that we all kind of come in and i i kind of gave a glance at that saying like we know time doesn't really exist you know in that sense of chaos you know that time is just a concept and um and you kind of come up with this idea that people are feel chaotic inside or is that something that you think everybody inhabits or is it something a few people inhabit and they need release like you need it through art or what no, is I the idea would be good for everyone i mean everyone should make some art and let out um, inner chaos <laughs> but uh of course people are different i mean there are some who who are too structured yeah who yeah. who live a life of uh, a bureaucrat yeah. and others they feel too chaotic i mean I wouldn't say they are, but they, they feel overwhelmed by the inner chaos and um, mm. they need more structure. So mm. I wouldn't want to speak for other people. It's just what I do. And yeah, I don't know. What is it for you? <laughs> yeah, thanks for asking, because, you know, to mind comes um, that chaos is movement, you know, and wild movement, as you named it before. And we both love the art of Ayurveda, you know, that kind of idea of that life is holistic and that we learn from nature and everything has its balance. So when I think of chaos, I always go like, oh, no chaos. <laughs> As a person, I, I like structure, but not to um, extend that it becomes neurotic. I, I can see when it kind of spirals into that sense of, you know, having to control the things, having to have the same rhythm, having to have the same food every time, all the time. But and chaos is in that sense, as you say, an expression of allowing things to come back into balance to me, you know, like chaos for me means as a person who likes to have an idea of the beginning and the end, the morning and the night, these kind of polar opposites. Um, Chaos is the mini movements in between where I accept that I'm not only me, myself and I, but that there is larger forces uh, at hand so that's chaos to me <laughs> you know some people as you say some people need chaos for curing and some people need order and rhythm for curing so it's very hard to determine which is the better force as such so i would mm. i would replace that maybe with aliveness liveliness mm -hmm. you know yeah um when you oppress uh, emotions yeah when uh when they are sanctioned like mm. from childhood our strong emotions are sanctioned don't be angry you know uh or anger is being punished mm. of course yeah. we cannot uh, let out our anger unfiltered as an as an adult 
uh, otherwise it's war, but uh, we can um, voice our feelings in a civilized manner. And um, but many people have not uh, learned that, and they they get um, they they go into freeze mode. Yeah, mm, there's mm, uh, there's different mm. modes of of dealing with that, mm. and uh, some people fight unfiltered you know they they get uh, they feel attacked and they fight yeah. and other people um go into flight mode mm. so um in order to to be alive to be live to 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 uh, live your full um yeah personality you you need um you need to take in you to to even receive or yeah, to have some receptacles for your body, for your emotions, and then let them go through them. Um, and that can be very quick, you know, the, the passing through of emotions, as we both know from um, a, a great teacher that we uh, <laughs> listen to, hmm. um, can, uh, can pass in seven seconds. Uh, but when you keep them down and they boil inside you mm. um that uh, makes you sick and people get sick they get cancer from not attending to their emotions not attending to their um, needs yeah and how you know you spoke about earlier if we can rewind for a moment about becoming ill and noticing that it was the art or the self-expression that you were missing that kind of threw you into the deep ends of, I don't know how severe that was, but it sounded traumatic. The disease is not just like, it didn't sound like a cold. So where did you make that link? How did you come to that form of, you know, noticing mm, that the two are connected? I don't know where I got this knowledge from. Uh, I had a feeling that um, the it was the second chakra, um, and the second chakra is uh, creativity and procreation um, and that was affected mm. um, so I, I, don't, I don't know i just uh, yeah it was a hunch that you had it, so was, a, it was just a feeling you know and i yeah. started from no. day one i said okay yeah. now yeah. go wild you know do something crazy on the canvas yeah. I was uh, I was painting portraits of children for a long time um, to earn some money uh, uh, and yeah mm. and suddenly I I was still doing that I'm actually showing them next uh, month in Berlin mm -hmm. one of them that's my yes. daughter yeah and there's a lot of red color also and I, uh, the big painting I, uh, behind me I did with my daughter it mm. was also kind of workaround, uh, but it also was a concept to take her into the studio when she was uh, one and a half to three, mm. and we painted together. So there was a kind of divide. There was a negotiation of space, you know, mm. which is um, very easy with a small child. They can only reach so high. So above that was me. <laughs> um, but I also prepared it for her and I gave her the space. Um, later I turned the canvases so she could use all the space. Um, and uh, it was uh, it was great. It was a great lesson to learn, you know, to, uh, to have that um, relationship with your child that she's also uh, 
you both cooperating. You know, she's also a part of your art. Hmm. And uh, part of your art is her also really going into the, I wouldn't say unspoken of territory, but uh, you give uh, lessons in tie and draw or you kind of host tie and draw. And I think that is, you look at me like, what is she saying? I'm trying to find the right word for it. It's something, I think sexuality is one of the things because you mentioned the second chakra as well, you know, and that's kind of self-expression and sexuality and, you know, rebirthing, recreating something into life. And a lot of, our, you know, we talked about repression through, um, through society or through how we are being, lined and cued in into life so that we can be in a functional society we also have to accept that but when we come to sexuality there's a lot of things that people don't talk about and that feel weird because they are not out there and when I saw that you do tie and draw it was a little bit like yeah I like I like drawing but I had never thought about tie and draw how did that come to life and is that part of your chaos and self-expression must or no <laughs> no no it's, it's, it's a way of teaching and and combining something I find aesthetically beautiful yeah and also um yeah maybe marginally sexually interesting but it's not my kink to uh, to do bondage or shibari mm. I like um I like to put new challenges to people and it, it was a drawing oh. course. It was a drawing yeah. class yeah. Um, with uh, combined with uh, Shibari uh, because there you can um, hold poses and you can add interest to the model that divides up the body into sections. Uh, oh. you, you kind of um, you see the, the body in a different way. Oh. Um, but yeah. not only did uh, or do I uh, do uh, shibari and uh, and uh, life drawing, a uh, nude drawing, but also for a while before Corona set in and and stopped us, I was doing a bondage and consent course, mm. and um, mm -hmm. that was very interesting because uh, you know the the wheel of consent by Bette Martin um, mm -hmm. is a very very wonderful tool, and she gave that as an open source. Um, to the world uh, to really find out your own boundaries, but also voice your wishes. Mm. And that is something nobody mm. learns in, mm. in uh, school or anywhere. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, uh, and especially women, a lot of them think, oh, I'll just let this happen to me, you know, and then I'll, I'll get over it, you know, I, I can deal with it. Hmm. And uh, but that is not the point of of having an intimate contact with someone, yeah. yeah. No, never mind, you know, full sex, but you know, even even touching someone here or there, yeah. you know, or kissing or something can really easily spiral hmm. into a non-consensual situation. Hmm. And um, to uh, to explore that, um, yeah, I, I use the tool of Betty Martin wheel of consent it's a it's a wonderful tool and yeah. then comes in the the bondage there is even you know it's even more a danger zone because you can get hurt mm -hmm. not just mm. you know um, psychologically uh, traumatized but you can get nerve damage and whatnot yeah yeah and 
Yeah, so then we combine that. Wonderful. Is I'm still trying to really dig into that field of chaos. You know, the way we started out, you said there is no journey, there is chaos. Can you come back to what made you say that originally um, when we started out this conversation on the private end of this conversation? Or this, this is what I heard. There is, you know, like, what is it that fascinates you also about chaos? And how do you find that everything already is? That sounded to me, you, you made like a real high philosophical statement at the very beginning of our private conversation, dear listener, you weren't there yet. Um, and it really blew me because it's such, um, it's such a good way to blow open your mind and let go of these kind of concepts of, I mean, mine, I would call them. So can you talk a little bit more about that, Bettina? Yes. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just a... Uh... It's a statement that now I have to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> um, no pressure here. <laughs> we have a, a, an immense capacity, you know, mm -hmm. we, we are much more powerful than we think. Yeah. And usually uh, things happen to us, like we say, don't have an accident. And then we have an accident because we mm. prime the subconscious. Mm. The subconscious does not hear negative. So when you say, um, don't lose your keys to a child you know they will definitely lose their keys yeah so um <laughs> the, the this is the power of the mind or the power of the word you know to be spoken mm. into the universe and then mm. uh, then you're surprised about the outcome you know yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah you should you should listen to your intuition mm. listen to the words you speak you know mm. and, and even to the words you think because you are so powerful uh, that uh, these things can materialize very quickly before mm. this yeah. is what fascinates me at the moment mm. and and also i read that by picasso uh, his uh, development he said i never developed i i'm the same as i was uh, 50 years ago and that i would say too Mm. I am the same. I, I use chaos in my paintings and then I structure it. Mm. Um, the chaos is creativity. Um, in the chaos comes um, images. You know, Leonardo spoke about this. You look at the, the wall, um, the, the irregular patterns, and suddenly you see things mm. and suddenly you have ideas about mm. it. You know, mm. if you only look at grids and patterns, uh, orderly patterns, then Mm. Uh, you never think something new. Where is the newness coming from? Mm. The newness comes out of you know, letting uh, letting a bit of chaos into your life. Yeah, that is. A, a, um, you have to get out of the stagnation, mm. and that, of course, you could call that development. I mean, I'm not saying I'm the same, same, but yeah. the, the inner, mm. you know, potential, the inner um, makeup mm. is similar. It's very, mm. very similar to when I was 20. Mm. Mm. I, yeah, I totally hear you. It's the idea of mm, often in the Vedic tradition, they talk about Dharma, you know, the, the 
one thing you came with that is a way of you expressing yourself and it develops you know a lot of people think when you talk about this magic word dharma i haven't found my dharma what is my purpose you know but what you i what i hear you saying from my knowledge of that language is that what you feel you're reconnecting with and what you see probably also now with hindsight um, becoming older and being an artist for a very long time that 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 is an essence in you that it's expressing itself constantly and coming forward in in new ways all the time um, and that is the growth part part right yes, yes. Mm. but i'm also a universalist and a campaigner so mm. uh, the universalist in me wants to try other fields of work you know and, yeah. and other fields of expressing myself so with these workshops for example that um deal on the on the margins they are bordering on you know the hiddenist mm -hmm. um you know um sex positive um yeah. spaces of berlin that only berlin uh, you know allows <laughs> uh, uh, you know give permission mm -hmm. uh, to to live that mm -hmm. so uh, there i'm exploring fields that are not nothing to do with work really i it's a it's a hobby maybe and then i've mm -hmm. explored also my um, kind of journalistic um, you know communicative uh, side and also with mm -hmm. the teaching uh, that is passing on you know your knowledge and so in a way yeah i also campaigned for for causes that uh, you know i don't want to speak about this now but no as a universalist you cannot do one thing all your life you mm. have to you know, kind of spread up branch out a bit and then bring it all in again and i i totally get it because i used to i mean for a very long time i did yoga 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 but i didn't stick with the yoga itself but i needed to do other things and from these other perspectives even drawing or doing kanji or learning stuff like that from that perspective i could return to the place that kind of felt like union and that brought union to me so you say as a universalist i hadn't heard that term knowledge before but i i feel it's the same it's like we get inspired by the world and as we talk about patterns you know like we we see that there are similar patterns in different ways of doing and they are being approached from different angles maybe from a more wilder angle or more restrained angle that's how i um, see it you know that there is a pattern in the world because we're talking about chaos and patterns right here and and forces um yes. that uh, you know i was kind of looking back on my notes right now and saw that word uh, wild force you you used earlier you know and like when i hear wild force i get a little bit frightened and i get a little bit ignited and i think that is <laughs> exactly why i wanted to talk to you because it i think we all in society feel this pull and push of that force you know that wild force and um and a lot of us kind of are trapped then in the fear or we think it's respect or whatever it is or self preservance or whatever it is what can you talk a little bit to me about it how did you deal with that because obviously you feel quite comfortable with that wild force <laughs> mm. yeah it's it gets difficult in relationships sometimes you know yeah mm. 
But um, recently I found ways, you know, and, and you also inspired me to do that, mm -hmm. uh, to, um, to uh, resolve conflict uh, in, in the intimate, um, honest um, sharing, you know, that, yeah. Um, yeah. that you don't judge what other people say to you. And you see that is theirs uh, and you listen, you hear their emotions, you hear their opinions and you just listen to it and then you say yours and mm. uh, then easily you know people haven't trained in this field yeah. to honest sharing they think they have to now judge it and say in this you're right and another point you're not right you know and and it's not about right and wrong that's why on my whatsapp i have this uh, beautiful saying by rumi mm. you know Mm. beyond um, being right and beyond being wrong there's yeah. a field i meet you there yeah and it's about truth isn't it i mean we we think there is like a truth like in a law or something like a, you know we live in the world of laws and somebody says this you can do and this you can't do otherwise you're going to be punished and so we we kind of start to blend truth into a form where people can judge us and but coming from that uh, incentive of just allowing to say the things that are true for you and somebody else having to witness that is where this wild force comes into play that kind of rebalances us that's what i feel and this is what i'm also trying to engage with in the rest of my life not only in my relationship but also to accept like you accept it is like I'm going to do art. Okay, I'm trying the traditional way. That's my interpretation. You know, I become a school teacher, make money, give it, pass it on. And then at the same time, that wasn't, uh, it, it didn't sound like it was your path. And to me, it's the same. I think I need to do things in a certain way, offer them in a certain way. And then this kind of expression doesn't harmonize with my own inner truth. And this is where I feel the wildness, so to speak, in quotation marks. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would, I would say that also being a teacher was in my path. It's so oh. enriched me, you know, it gave me so much insight and I learned so much about art and I had good influence on children, hopefully. Sometimes <laughs> I, meet them, I meet them sometimes at uh, festivals and they say, ah, yeah. oh, that was so fantastic what you did, you know, and... Yeah. Of course, yeah. you don't meet them, uh, those people who hated it. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, even standing in front of a class is surfing mm. the chaos. You uh, mm. uh, you have uh, twenty five individuals. Um, they they create chaos every moment, mm. and your job is to uh, contain that. Mm. And uh, often times you know our our way of teaching is to contain it too much instead of letting the creative um, potential of that chaos um, mm -hmm. uh, go its own way and then uh, you know pick up the threads that they offer you and bring it into um, a form and help them you know understand yeah. themselves better what is what is uh, the driving force why do I interrupt the the lesson you know, yeah, uh, yeah mm. there must be something, something useful in it. And, mm. you know, and that is in art, uh, teaching art is different than teaching math. Uh, it's um, mm. really, you know, working with that, which, uh, which is in them. Yeah, 
So why did you stop? That would be the no, logical question. No, I was exhausted. I ah. was exhausted. Mm. I mean, it was in my path, but you don't need to do that beyond uh, seven or 14 years. I did it for 14 years and uh, mm. two sabbaticals mm. in which I tried to build another source of income. Mm. I had a gallery. Uh, it was a project space and uh, I ran that with my money from the teaching. Mm. Um, and the moment when people so started calling me a gallerist, I uh, closed it <laughs> because I didn't identify, you know, all these identifications, they're bullshit. I, I'm not, uh, I mean, I call myself a visual artist because that's the thing I did the longest. Mm. And that, um, you know, also, yeah, yeah. in, uh, in, the, in the, pa the past uh, seven years or so, mm. I had some success that kind of connected to the first um you know, success I had in the 80s. So, mm. yeah, in a way, it's now a continuum, but mm. it could have gone another way. You know, if I mm. hadn't been so exhausted by the school teaching, maybe I would have stayed there until my old age pension. <laughs> yeah, but I like what you said, because I find it inspiring, as always, Bettina. It's, um, it's like that we do, we can wear different sleeves or different kind of roles. And I loved that you kind of reflected back to me that there was almost a judgment by me in, in that statement, reframing what you said. And I made it a judgment. Oh, yeah, that wasn't your path. But it was your path, as you said, but it, uh, you were wise enough, let's say it that way, <laughs> then, you know, to, to let that role die. And I think that's what chaos is also about. You know, in chaos theory, we have to hit the bottom to come back up. To me, chaos is like a wave, so to speak. You know, it's like this pulsation of more energy, less energy. And this less energy also means to find a way of letting things die and not having um, concepts of sadness around it or wrongdoing around it, as you kind of quoted Rumi earlier, you know, mm -hmm. right and wrong. What What is that in any way? And it's easy to find these quotes nice, but it's really hard to live them. So you are obviously to me in that sense a, a walking you know like you're you're walking into that field out there and trying to not judge the one or the other thing and that takes a lot of heart and courage and you know conviction almost I feel like you're you know to to be um really convinced of what we do and what we love right Mm. Yeah. And also, you know, I'm walking into the probably the last third of my life mm. in terms of, uh, yeah, how many years do I have, you know, and uh, mm. the body will, of course, uh, not get uh, easily um, as strong as in your youth, you know. Yeah. So you kind of you uh, swipe away all these judgments, what what is connected with old age and you say, OK, now, now <laughs> I'm going to ballet. Now I, I do things that are totally outrageous. Um, and I, I'm constantly amazed, you know, oh, this I can do at uh, my age. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, kind of surprise yourself what, what is possible. It's, it's wonderful. And attend to the body. I think that is so, so important. The body mm. is your vessel, is your temple, is everything. Uh, without mm. the the body is a precious gift, you know. Then please uh, do something for it, uh, treat it well, yeah. and yeah. and use it well, and and listen to it. 
Exactly. Um, and you're saying that right at the time, um, because today is Diwali, the festival of light, yeah. where Dan Vantari was born, the, um, who is the god of Ayurveda. And Ayurveda is all about, you know, that churning of the balances and bringing light and darkness together or kind of coming out of the darkness into light, into this polarity. And then coming into the body as well, which kind of allows us to experience duality, the dark and the light. So as we're coming to an end, I really love what you said um, there at the end. And is there something that you want to pass on to the listener or watcher, you know, like from your own perspective, is there something like a jewel you harbor and want to pass on? Stay alive. Stay alive. <laughs> or, or die trying. Yeah, or die trying. No, stay alive. Absolutely. And uh, to me, the emphasis is, of course, of aliveness, which you talked about earlier. Thank you so much. Yeah, totally get it. Stay alive. It's not over until it is, right? <laughs> Thank you for coming. Thank you show for asking me. Alexandra yeah. and uh, yeah let's um let's rock on <laughs> onwards and upwards thank you dear listener for um, listening in to this beautiful conversation with Bettina full of chaos full of wisdom full of everything and I hope to see you the next time mm -hmm.